so alone in the world today. I have no idea what's going on anymore. Welcome to the Photo Weekly, the greatest online podcast related to the FODF. Here are your hosts, Red Rascal and Slappy Pappy. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Photo Weekly. Come for the stats, stay for the tangents. We're finally here. We made it. It's that time of year, Judgment Week. We are squarely in the throes of the biggest week of the season, and one of us is safe from the relegation, and the other is Slappy. How you, how you hanging in there, bud? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah, uh, I was on probably like three or four different text threads with you on uh, whatever night that was after my match against... It, it honestly doesn't even matter who it was against this season. Uh, but uh, yeah, I was in the dark place. And, um, you know, I've come to realize that my place in the darts world is uh, not at the Aki. It's here at the microphone. Uh, and I, will, so, I don't agree with that. Come on. Uh, look, that's what I need to accept before uh, before I'm ready to... Uh, <sighs> To put any more emotion into the Aki version of Slappy Pap. I think you're so just putting I, too much pressure on yourself, bud. You just got to go out and throw, take it one throw at a time and uh, ignore the bad throws. It's like golf. Ignore the bad throws. You know, focus on the good throws and, uh, you know, have a short memory. It's, I think That's all well and good for, for you employed people. For those of us who have been, you know, we work an hour a week tops sitting behind our little microphones. Uh, and then darts is all we have. Otherwise... It's the only validation I get in the world right now is is darts because theater is shut down, film is largely shut down, and then <laughs> Listerine is tough to be validated through. Uh, so, I mean, that's uh, that's kind of proving my point, though. Yeah, well, hundred percent. I'm not. Yes, I definitely one thousand percent to put too much pressure on it. Oh, a bald eagle just flew right past my window, right by. So, America. I'll take that as a sign from God to shut the fuck up and appreciate what you have, Slappy. Listen, um, that's a sign from God that you're going to turn it around like our country. We were, remember in 1776 when we were fighting those uh, jerk off girls that came over here <laughs> and uh, they tried to tell us what to do. And we were, it was looking bad, man. We, were, we had no troops. It was wintertime. And uh, it was coldest before we went across that that river to Delaware with George Washington. But that's where you're at right now. You just got to cross the Delaware. It looks like yeah. I just got to put my knee up on the front of that little rowboat, cross that Delaware River, and uh, and come back up to D League a season from now after whooping everybody's ass and ease. Dude, you're gonna be fine. Whoever comes out to you comes at you in the playoffs, you're gonna beat them. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, honestly, though, especially now I you have, have the secret weapon. Uh, oh, Loxley's. That's right, baby. I got, dear listeners, I got myself a set of Loxley Robbins because on one of the many text threads uh, in which me and Rascal are both apart, uh, I revealed that after as much fun as he was having, I ordered myself a set. And uh, no regrets. They are a lot of fun to throw with. I'm not better uh, with them, but they are a lot of fun to throw with. Dude, I got worse with them. Remember, I had a really bad match against Bud. Like, I it, it was terrible. But yeah, I'll but say you this: came back and if you keep going, up. just keep going, keep throwing them, <clears throat> one foot after the other, baby. You know it. Should we start the podcast? Yes, we probably should. <laughs> the lead. Five things happened in the week. Here are those five. Coming in at number five, we've got the cleaner. With a 5-1 victory over Wolverine, a 1.8 to a 1.4, and a 42.5 to a 40 flat. Cleaner seemed to have refound his third dart once again, sweeping the cricket portion with back-to-back 1.8 legs, and continued to stay solid into 501, only dropping one leg and checking out a nice 64 in the final leg of the match. Wolverine checked out at 13%, which is nothing to scoff at as far as he is concerned. The cleaner checked out at 27%, not only above his season average, average, but also above the league average by quite a bit. And it only goes to show, Pod, pod Boost is back, baby. Pod it, Bump, it's here. Come on, write your emails, folks. It exists. The energy is alive, baby. I think it's a small bump for an email. It's a huge bump for a coming on the show. Oh, my God. Line up your interviews, guys. Or 
Maybe it's he played me in that match where I beat him for nothing and uh <laughs> and, and 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 spanked him a little and said, Remember you're talking smack there, cleaner? You know how good you were in New York City? This ain't New York City, buddy. This is the wild west of the internet. So if you are looking to uh, get a nice, healthy bump in your next match, talk a lot of shit to Rascal, let him kick your ass, and you're smooth sailing. Number Triple T, 6-1 over Scooter Magooch. Triple T with a 1.9 to Scooter's 1.8 in Cricket, and a 46.6 to Scooter's 44.1 in 501. Triple T, looking at the scoreboard, you wouldn't have guessed uh, how close this was, but uh, really, Scooter had the advantage at the end of the first leg of cricket and couldn't find the bull. Triple T capitalized, finishing him off with a three-bull round, which set the tone for the rest of the match. There wasn't a single leg in which both players didn't have an out uh, or a chance at an out, but it came down to Triple T simply being less sweaty and closing out before Scooter. Scooter, maybe you wanted to give a little bit more fucks in this one. Yeah. Uh, he did avoid the whitewash in the final moment, taking out the last leg in 36 darts, accounting for the 7% he garnered in his checkout stats, as opposed to Triple T's 36% checkout. So, like you said, a tight match until it came down to finishing. Number three, the Fireman, with a 5-3 to three victory over the Lush, 2.3 to 2.5. And 48.1 to 48.7, the Fireman is on the board with his first match victory in his C-League career in what, as the stats might indicate, was a very tight match. They split cricket, Lush taking the first with a solid 2.5, but Fireman was not deterred, hitting back with a 2.7 of his own to take the second. They continued to trade blows into 501. Fireman taking the first with a beautiful 24 darter, responding to the pressure as Lush was sitting on 16 at the time. Lush did hit back in the next leg, taking it in 35 darts before Fireman went on his season redeeming tear, taking out the next three with 30, 33, and 29 darters before leaving himself in the madhouse on his final leg, opening the door for the Lush to take one more leg in the end. Fireman checked out at 16% to Lush's 9%, so not the best performance we've seen from either of these guys all season. Uh, but Fireman came in clutch and was able to capitalize when he needed to. We'll talk about it a little bit more when we get to around the league. But looking at the standings here, you know, I think with the where they play eight legs is eight and five. Yeah, I mean, technically, Fireman's not automatically relegated. He could win uh, all of his uh, legs and all five bonus points and go to one one above uh madhouse and it's not I, impossible not impossible also i uh, i'm about to start laughing because here comes our first tangent uh <laughs> i'm sorry i'm in a side text right now texting my wife because uh, i'm codependent <laughs> and i love her and i need to talk to her all the time uh, also we just won twelve hundred dollars in gambling so that's exciting because i was having a Baby. really bad couple of days and all I did was just bet the opposite of whatever uh, radar. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but we went to Taco Bell yesterday, and we get up to the thing, and it was kind of a. I, I'm trying to slim. I'm trying to slim up a little bit. I've been working out, trying to slim up. So I only ordered three items instead of my normal like seven or eight. Uh-huh. And uh, Laura Jean ordered uh, two items, and <clears throat> we get to the front and we swipe my card, and the chick's like, "It's declined." I'm like, "What?" I'm like, "All right, well here, try another card." Well, that's declined too. Huh. I think it might be your Uh-oh. thing, but here, try a third card. Oh, yeah, that's declined, too. Okay, well, uh, I've got Apple Pay. Do you guys have Apple Pay? Yeah, okay, let's try Apple Pay. And I double-click and do Apple Pay. Oh, no, it says it's insufficient funds. I'm like, well, here's my uh, mobile banking that shows, like, <laughs> X number of lots of dollars in my account. I'm clearly lots not insufficient. Dollars, I mean, I think it was, like, 500 bucks, but it's clearly enough for Taco Bell. And... So, anyways, I just texted Laura that I won that twelve hundred dollars in gaming, and she goes, "Oh, great! Now we can afford Taco Bell." And I, I was trying so hard not to laugh when I was on the pod. <laughs> Wait, what the fuck did happen? Was it their machine? Had to be, yeah. They gave it to us for free, which is like Laura thought. Like they actually just felt bad for us. I'm like, no, no. If you're poor, you, they don't feel bad for you. They just don't give you the food. yeah. Not a not a Taco Bell. They don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The only reason they gave us the food is because they knew it was their machine that messed up. And also, I used three different cards from three different banks, so like. And maybe one thing, if like we got hacked or someone saw our identity, like they took one of our cards, but we used three, three different, different banks. banks. Talk about diversifying your profile. Jeez. Listen, I took uh, the Chappelle Show financial lessons to heart. Number two, Radar 6-3 over Tungsten Toaster. 
Radar with a 2.1 to Toaster's 2.3 and a 55.1 to Toaster's 58.2. So Radar upset the Toaster and the statistics this week. They split cricket, each of them coming coming in with a leg of 2.4 to win in their cricket legs. Radar then took the first leg of 501 with a lovely 21 darter. Toaster hit back and took the next leg with a 28 darter before Radar went on a tear, taking the next three with 25, 23, and 28 darters, leaving Toaster sitting on 4, 12, and 8 respectively to give you an idea of the pressure. Radar took the next leg off and was sitting at 244 as Toaster came back with a gorgeous 21 darter to take his final leg of the match before Radar took the final leg with a 29 darter. Yeah, I mean, I think the story of this match, Radar checked out at 29% to Toaster's 8%. So clearly, with as close as the legs were, Toaster had no problem in the scoring department. It all came down to the doubles, and Radar just had a much, much better day. Number one, Deadhead Darter. Deadhead Darter. Six to three over the surgeon. A 2.5 to a 2.3 and a 63.5 to a 58.4. I don't know if you guys can hear the glee in my voice reading this, but <laughs> Deadhead Darter came out as the darter of deadheads that we all knew he had it in him to be handily taking down the former five. Four, five-time champion, whatever, doesn't matter. Five-time uh, five champion on Tuesday night. They split cricket, Surgeon taking the first with a 2.4, Deadhead coming back hot and staying hot, taking the second cricket, cricket leg with a 2.8, and then the first four legs of 501 with 323 and a 25 darter before Surgeon finally woke up and took what I must admit was a very sex. 16 darter deadhead was able to take one more with a 20 darter before surgeon took out his third and final leg with a 28 darter to close out the match surgeon did check out at a respectable 20 percent. however deadhead checked out at a ridiculous 42 percent over seven legs which regardless of who you're playing is likely to win you a match deadhead uh thank you so much for being the only bright spot in slappy's life these last few weeks and uh <laughs> you know what uh we'll look at it a little bit further but Deadhead is squarely not in the relegation picture. I mean, not definitely in the relegation picture. He's he's got a chance. He's got a chance to to stay out of this thing. I like. I've been saying it from the beginning, and I can't like the goosebumps. It's the opposite of Madeline Kahn's flames on the side of my face. It's like happiness on the side of my face. I I got chills. I got the the heebie-jeebies in a good way. It's Deadhead, please keep it going. I'm, I'm begging you. You're all I've got right now. Fail of the week. Way to be bad. This week's fail of the week goes out to friend of the pod and kin of our former potter. That's right. It's Darty South, who canceled his match against Beef Easy that was scheduled to be on the Twitch cast at 8 p.m. Thursday evening due to... Wind. Little too breezy over there in southern darty land, as God forbid we have an indoor board on hand as to avoid such situations. The official cast started at 9, and so the rest of the league made the best of the situation, came together, and took the opportunity to put 10 billion crim eye rolls into the chat from 8 to 8.59 in darty's honor, because, well, wind. Congratulations, darty south. You are... Fail of the week. Pretty funny that he's getting fail of the week for not having an indoor board. I'm sure Dilly was excited because he didn't have to do a triple header, but uh, really maybe it should be Dilly fail of the week because I feel like Dilly might have somehow created a mad scientist weather machine to increase the wind to a, a level that Darty won't throw at. But Darty, look, man, <laughs> I get it. Like, I follow you on Instagram. Like, clearly you're out kicking your coverage when it comes to your wife and uh you know she's the 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 looks and the brains and the brawn of the whole operation you know but it's your house man put a put a dartboard inside come on get it together or go to the a you guys got a lot of nice bars in atlanta with dartboards you know get a get a hot spot and go to the bar and set up there how about that yeah you got i know you've got unlimited data just bring your cell phone put it next to the dartboard at mcswiggins or McSorley's or 
I'm just listing New York bars that begin with MC. You got to uh, turn them to, to Georgia bars, though. So, like, it'd be like McAtlantis, McPeaches, McPeaches, Mc, uh, Mc, welcome to Atlanta where the players play. Yeah. Yeah. Mc, uh, Mickey Mickey's. I'm really clever. I'm great at improv. Like, if you guys were going to be on uh, Make Me Laugh, <laughs> you'd be screwed if I came up against you because um, I am so fucking witty. Yes, and I'd also be screwed because if you came against me because my wife would be upset with that. Oh, you're talking about cum. Leg of the week. Congratulations. This week's leg of the week. We touched on it. Nope. We're going to edit this out. <laughs> Please don't. All right, fine. I'll leave it in. We touched on it briefly during the lead, but this week's leg of the week goes out to the commissioner himself. That's right, the surgeon, who despite getting his dick kicked in for the majority of the match, managed to pull out a 16-darter against Deadhead Tuesday night. He started things off with a 95, followed it up with a 125, a 60, all three which of the darts we can be sure were right on the wire, followed up by that with a 140, missed his family having spent so much time flying high in the stratosphere, so came back down to earth his next turn with a 41, and closed out on his first start on his next turn with tops. Congratulations, Serge. We felt so bad for you. We gave you a leg of the week. Yeah, I mean, I like have all but secured my spot in the bottom division in the league, but Surgeon lost a couple legs and, and was almost as sour as I was. So congratulations, Surgeon. You need this more than I do. Performance of the week. Way to go! Well, folks, it finally happened. We never thought we'd get here. It's as earth-shattering to us here on the pod as it is to you at home listening. But here we are, at last. And for the first, and definitely not some other exhausting numbereth time, this week's performance of the week goes to... Fucking Congraw, who had an 8-1 victory over the train Wednesday night. He averaged 3.0 in cricket, which by his standards is frankly rubbish. Bollocks. Puppycock. Taking both legs with a 2.8 and a 3.2, including two 5 marks, a 6 mark, a 7 mark, and two 3-ball rounds. Smograw then took the first leg of 501 with a 27 darter before train took his only leg in the match with a 24 darter of his own before Dragon finished him out finished out the match with back-to-back 20-darters, -back, a 19-darter, a 15-darter, and one more 20-darter to put a nice little bow on it. Over the course of 501, he had 14 95-plus rounds and checked out at 33%. Honestly, based on his usual standard, like kind of a lazy week from him, but still far and away the most impressive match of the week, so congratulations, Dragon! It's you again, snooze board. <laughs> Wake me when it's over. Just kidding. You're our hero. You are performance of the week. You know, I only know this because Surgeon told me this, but I had the same amount of uh, plus 95 uh, throws in my match against Radar. So, you know, you could have picked me to be performance of the week. Oh, well, yeah. What were the rest of your stats in that in that match? Really, really good. So good. We don't <laughs> even need to talk about them. Okay. Then we should we'll put, probably look we'll put, into. We should probably look into changing. Why do we keep talking at the same time? Lips to teeth, the tip of the tongue. The lips to teeth, the tip of the tongue. <laughs> we should probably look into changing the performance of the week to just conger all the week and like call it a conger all, and then just take him out of the running for this. This you heard that dragon. I mean, it's really yeah, not fair to him. It's not his fault. He's the best in the league. But you heard me, Raj. I said it. I said it. Now Roger's going to check out like 100% in his match. Yeah, let's get an email, though. Let's get an email yeah, from Roger right King. In, hey, Josh, write in so you get the pod bump and Roger doesn't. Yeah. Boom. Speaking of emails. That's right, folks. It's the time we've all been waiting for. It is the master of the mail. The rascal of the fail. It is the one. The only. The Maskell's Railbag. Standard flights in the sky. Double, double for love is shy. Don't do math like a rook. Go, Krim will get shook. 
It's Rascal's Mailbag. It's Rascal's Mailbag. Hey guys, it's me, Red Rascal here. We got a lot of emails this week. We're going to get right to them. Uh, I closed out. Oh, there they are. All right, starting off, we got an email from TY titled, Wow. Okay, can we talk about the fact Cleaner lived in a house of fitness models who were all getting yoked, but it was actually Cleaner who was getting yoked? <laughs> Great joke, Krim. Also, you think when he walked up to Slappy Beef and Pits in the bar, he was like, ooh, two potential clients and their tall friend. <laughs> <laughs> and wow, his storied past gives a whole new meaning to the name The Cleaner, lol. I wish he was as good at darts, though. Still good at darts, though. Yeah, mm. he, Krim, he's not. What an epic interview. Well done, everyone. Finally, the pre-selection section show will be on the 21st at 7 p.m. EST. Cheers, Krim. Hey, if you're uh, listening to this, I hope you turned in as well. If you missed it, watch the PSSS on Twitch. That's the pre-selection selection show. Uh, it's really fun. Uh, Krim and Dilly make a lot of predictions that are 100% accurate. They've never been wrong. Uh, but somehow they're not as accurate as our predictions, which is wild. So uh, I'd like to I challenge those guys to uh, to send in their picks next season for, for who you got, which will require a little more organization. We'll have to give them to them in advance. But uh, I think it should be podcast versus uh, PSSS for who you got next season. How do you feel about that, Slappy? Oh, my God. They don't stand a chance. I also think it should be podcast versus pre-selection selection show, uh, a doubles tournament. And I am oh, sorry yeah. for you, Rascal. No way, dude. I can carry you. I know you can. Wait, Dilly's been throwing? Come on. <laughs> Looking at our next email, we got an email from Duncan Elston titled The Long-Awaited Email. Dear Rascal and Slappy, I have a few points yes. to make in this email, and the first is an apology. I've listened to the pod the day it comes out every week, but I've failed you both by not responding on for weeks in, weeks on end. I could make excuses, but it all boils down to I suck at keeping up with emails and sending emails. Now to answer some questions. <laughs> One, what drink will get me back from D to C? Funny you should ask, and maybe a good thing that I waited to write in. I was fully prepared to say 10-cup whiskey was the official drink of the fireman, but that no longer seems to be the case. Whilst shopping at Kroger last Friday, I stumbled upon a manager putting a bunch of wine on a table with clearance labels, and he put a box of Barefoot Rosé out priced $5.99. How could I say no? <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Uh, the fact that Duncan's just... I could just see Dunk's, that Duncan in his apartment drinking Rosé out of a box, and it makes me so happy that this is a thing. Yeah, I mean, that is a picture of happiness. Obviously not high quality and not my favorite type of wine, but $5.99 for a box? Count me in. Both, <laughs> matches, both matches I've played this week, I chugged a very full glass about five minutes before the match started and drank another during the match. The outcome, you may wonder, I won both. Am I back? Maybe. Am I going to start keeping a bottle of Barefoot Rosé handy until it stops working? Absolutely. I would love to say <laughs> it was whiskey, but maybe I'm becoming soft. I do love a bang for a buck, though. Listen, uh, I got to interject here, Dunk. First of all, you should drink the entire bottle or the entire box before your next match because you need every single point you can get. So uh, why don't you send us the video of a case race, you versus yourself, of Barefoot Rosé. That'd be amazing. Uh, uh, also, please, I I'm just going to go ahead and suggest we all get together and have a game of bag tag with uh, Barefoot Rosé from the box. Oh, and for those of you who don't know what bag tag is, fuck you. Slappy, were you, you were you were with Pitzer then? Did you know uh, Kristen Schmidt and at JMU? I did not. Okay, she was. Uh, I think she was one of their neighbors, like Brandon and uh, and Pitzer. I'm, I'm sure, sure you partied like, with her. I, I probably, yeah, exactly. But she's not someone who. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. She's my high school girlfriend, out. and then uh, she actually we we did a we did a bag race once. What do you call it? Uh, whatever you know. They hung a bag, a box of Franzia above uh, us and handcuffed us together. And you couldn't come unhandcuffed until you drank the entire bag. And it was a lot yeah, of fun. That sounds like. I can't tell you the rest of the sounds... in the other room listening. Uh, number two, in addition to what do I need, what will it take to make it back to C? A lot more work on doubles and hoping I get lucky in my matches against whoever. The two coming up from ER, the top three are all slinging right now. Just needed to let y'all know that y'all are crushing the pod. So much better since PP Poo Poo Man left. <laughs> oh, shit. Got him. JK, I still love Pepe too. 
I have to agree with Sweats. I think it was him. We could definitely use more vulgarity and wild tangents on the pod. I feel like I had no idea what was going on most of the time during Cleaner's interview, and I loved every minute of it. Keep up the good work. Your friend, the fireman. Uh, that was an amazing email, Duncan. Thank you. I, I, I lost internet for a second, but uh, thank you for finally putting my worries to rest because now I know what it will take to get you back up to sea. And it is not a whiskey drink. It is not a lager drink. It's not a vodka drink or a cider drink. It is, in fact, a rosé drink. I, I don't think that was one of the options. No, but he invented it, and that's amazing. I appreciate it and respect it. Also, yeah, there's, the older you get, the more you realize you can break the rules. And rosé is a perfectly valid uh, option. Proud of you. Uh, after I graduated JMU, we went out to uh, California and rented an RV and drove up to Napa, and then we did all the other um, national parks on the way to Vegas. So we did. Yosemite, Kings Canyon, a bunch of other national parks. But in Napa, I got a bottle of red uh, of rosé for my mom, like thinking I'd bring it back on the plane and give it to her. Like I brought this from Napa. But the night that we got them, we ended up doing like four, uh, three or four winery tours, uh, vineyard mm. tours, whatever you call them in Napa. And the last one we pulled up to, it kind of like a Cracker Barrel. It was very rustic. And we pull up, and the the person doing the wine tasting uh, was like, "Hey guys." Uh, what brings you here? And we're like, hey, we just graduated college from the East Coast, and we came out here to just, you know, come up here and see what the wine situation is about, and also go to the national parks. And like, oh, I went to college on the East Coast. Where did you guys go? And we said, oh, we went to James Madison University. And the girl looked at us and said, oh, I'm a Duke, so I need you guys to buckle up because we're about to taste every one of the 24 wines that we offer here at this place. Because normally <laughs> it was like six groups, and you get to pick a half a wine out of each group, right? And oh, so yeah. we stumble out of this place and Rascal is the only one who can drive the big boat. Cause he's driving the 28 foot RV or whatever it was. <laughs> so we're driving and we go to the, we, we we're driving down the road, like next place we see, we're going to stop and get food. And we stop, we pull into this, this random restaurant and it's like prom night. So there's all these kids in tuxes and dresses. Oh and then, like the four of us who are just blackout drunk, like hammered and we're ordering beers. We're having a great time. And we're supposed to drive, like, I think to Yosemite that night. And we get to, like, five minutes down the road. I'm like, guys, I've got to pull over. This is irresponsible and ridiculous. Uh -huh. So we pull over at, like, uh, a Hampton End or something and park in the parking lot. And so then we're just, we're like, well, what are we going to do? I don't have anything else to drink. So we start drinking the bottles of wine that we got from the, uh, from the from Napa. <laughs> well, I, unfortunately, you know, only bottle I have is my rosé. And I am so drunk and terrible at that time that I'm like, I think I can chug this in one go. And they're like, there's no way you can chug a carbonated bottle of rosé in one go. I was like, no, I absolutely can. I'm the red rascal. And <laughs> so I do it, proceed to do it. And uh, then the uh, feeling that come next was something I'll never forget. Luckily, I made it to the, the RV door, but I didn't go down the steps of the RV. I just stood at the top of the steps and projected straight fizzy water. You know, <laughs> 10 to 15 feet out of my mouth at what must have looked like the exorcist of yeah. just a full bottle of rosé so uh, i haven't had it since but i'm really glad duncan that it works for that. you i have a uh, a similar it's not a similar story that has nothing to do with vomit dear listeners so don't you worry but um uh, it wasn't vomit was... it was pure rosé yeah yeah well, there was no projectile of anything, but uh, I um, I went to Preakness with a bunch of the guys I grew up with. And for anyone who's listening who doesn't know, that's one of the horse races where when you're in college, you just go and get blackout uh, yeah. for a day at the horse races. Uh, and um, so afterwards, we had rented a, one of those yeah large vans and uh, everyone's arguing over who's going to drive back to the hotel and everyone's screaming at each other. And so, you know, I'm sitting in one of the bucket seats and finally I just like, fuck it. I'll drive. Everybody get the fuck out. I'm driving. And so we all rearrange seats and I get into the driver's seat and I buckle up and 
by the time everybody else had, uh, you know, gotten back into their seats and closed the doors and buckled up, I had passed out in the driver's seat. And so somebody poked me in the shoulder and was like, Sean. And I was like, uh, uh, I can't drive. Um, that's an amazing story. Yeah, evidently. That's why you had such a big reaction to it. I mean, I'm, I'm humiliated. I saw it. I saw it coming, man. I mean, we pretty much are the same person. We had the same life. That's how I know the universe is. Everyone's connected, bro. We're all the same. <laughs> I've never seen... told that. I've told that story like three or four times in my life, and it's always been like a raucous reaction to the punchline. Like I passed out by the time, and um, oh, I, you had I, I just no, you had no I'm reaction sorry. whatsoever. I'm sorry. I you know I I'm sorry. I'm a bad friend. No, no, you're not. It's just that yeah. story has has run its course, and um, that's the last time I'll ever tell it. And for you listening, well, I'm I'm so sorry you had to go through that. From Josh Halton, hey Rascal and Slappy, the Dragon Congrel here. I've been told to email the pod by King Raj, and I'm a good boy that does what he's told. So hey. <laughs> Didn't really have a subject in mind, so I guess I'll just say thank you. Thank you to Fodal for keeping me interested in darts when I was starting to lose my love for the game. Honestly, don't know if I'd be even throwing right now if I hadn't found Fodal. Not only has watching the streams and playing the games helped me, but the community around the league also. It has really helped me these last couple of years, especially through 2020 and that start of this year. Never been one to have a big circle of friends, but I'm so grateful for how welcoming you guys have been. Always feel like I have someone to talk to if needed. Might not seem like a big deal, but fuck, it's been a hell of a year, right? Any positives I can get right now are important. It's been so fun seeing the league grow, and thank you for letting me be a part of it. Listen, Josh, I tell you this all the time, but I love you, and uh, I'm so glad you're a part of our league, and uh, I'm going to cry because that email is really touching, so thank you. Yeah, jeez. Like, we don't deserve that. (laughs) That's... That's really lovely, and um, we don't want to. We don't want to fucking hear from you. You you can't cry on our shoulder. All right, that's just a joke. Of course, you're the best. We love you. You've upped the standard of the league. I say that down from the dregs of D League. Uh, thank you, the dragon. You are part of the league, dude. You are are the heart and soul of it for sure. And the only thing yeah. that gives us any credibility on Twitter. Yeah fact and now for something completely different uh this email comes from jendorsprev hopefully not too late it's got a big it's not title photo email but at the very top in bold it says photo email <clears throat> i'm gonna try my best to get through this all in one go but i'm imagining there's gonna be some tangents because uh it's it's a big 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 email all right let's let's dive in Hello, Photo Weekly. It's not often I get serious like this, but I feel it's important for people to discuss this, and if it teaches even just one person a new perspective or something they don't know yet, then it's a positive thing as far as I'm concerned. Big time sorry for how long this email is, but it kind of seems like you guys just talk about anything on this pod. Anyway, not so wrong. I don't feel that bad. As I'm sure you all have heard, there was a violent murder of eight people at Asian massage parlors in Atlanta carried out by a 21-year-old white male. Six of the victims were women of Asian descent. And as I'm sure you all have also seen, the press conference and news outlets narrative so far is that this troglodyte had a form of sex addiction and was looking to eliminate the source of temptation and that he was at the end of his rope after having a really bad day and that it is not, in fact, racially motivated. I know that all of you here in the photo community are people of reasonable intelligence, so I don't need to divulge just how infuriating and moronic this narrative is. Instead, I'd like to discuss some of the inner workings of racism, classism, and misogyny at play here. Time and time again in this country, anytime a white male commits a, excuse me, a heinous act of violence against the minority, it's always, and I mean always, perverted by news outlets and feds moving mountains to paint them in the best light possible. This man carried a gun into an Asian-owned businesses and killed Asian six Asian women and is attempting to pass it off as a symptom of sex addiction and not racism. Fetishization of a race is racism, and two things is can, can be true at once. Asians are the most underrepresented group in this country, and people generally tend to not care about crimes against our people. Asians in this country are typically viewed as white adjacent, which is really just a less offensive way of saying we are good enough to be their doctors, lawyers, and engineers, but never to be seen as equals. 
the model minority myth is and has always been just a tool for crusty whites to excuse racism against other minorities and pit us against other minorities. Racist white people brandish it as a weapon and a reason to dehumanize and minimize the fact that these women were likely sex workers. They think that because most of us excel in academia and STEM careers, that that's all of us. People need to stop treating the term sex work like it's a dirty word and address their own whore phobia. Whether they were sex workers or not is really immaterial, and it sure as hell isn't a justification for murder, but even if they were, human lives were lost senselessly at the hands of yet another violent white male, so let's stop with the respectability politics. I don't know this for a fact yet, since the investigation is ongoing, but I've heard four of the victims were Korean women in their 60s and 70s, according to affiliated people of nearby businesses. They are employees who worked the front desk as a manager and as a masseuse. They are grandmothers who were born into an occupied Korea, whose parents kept them alive and safe during the Korean War, who eventually immigrated to America to build a better life for their families, only to be murdered by an insect that has an unhealthy relationship with sex and women, and takes it out on women. Sorry, takes it out on Asian women working twelve-hour shifts doing physical labor because they didn't have the privilege to be lazy Americans whose biggest problems is spending their all their money on hand jobs. I really cannot imagine an uglier kind of person. It is also important to acknowledge that at those kind of massage parlors. The women are usually trafficked and coerced into sex work with conditions too painful to even talk about. I also have an issue with many news outlets attempting to shift the conversation how black people can be good allies to Asians right now. While I personally have always been an ally to the black community, I acknowledge that there is tension between the two communities. This is just another tactic to shift blame because right now we have to be, sorry, right now we need to be addressing the white community. How many of the men of the same profile need to commit despicable acts of violence against minorities before we finally have not just an honest conversation about racism in this hellish country, but policy suggestions to address the undeniable link between racism, misogyny, classism, and guns. Furthermore, we need to acknowledge the racism against Asians that is rampant and almost accepted in media and everyday life in America today, the hypersexualization of Asian women especially. Like I said earlier, we're the most underrepresented group, so it's almost like we don't matter, and because of our cultural context, we are expected to be quiet and respectful. I've seen lots of things online about major cities and states trying to increase police presence in Asian communities. Please excuse me while I scream. Police have a history of abusing, arresting, deporting, and even killing Asian sex workers. Read about Yang Song. Even outside of that context, they are not our fucking friends. Our immigrants are being immigrants in general. Basically, all I'm saying is increased police presence in Asian communities is an unacceptable solution. I've also seen some, park, some people barking online about performative activism. To that, I have to say the thoughts and feelings of anyone affected by this tragedy in any way are completely valid, first of all. And if you really think and operate in this way, you probably haven't had an original thought since grade school. Posting helpful information online and having productive conversations centered around racism, classism, fetishism, and misogyny is not useless and is not educating your, and it is educating yourself and others. Having these conversations, donating to mutual aid funds, checking on your Asian American and Pacific Islander friends to let them know you're an ally, and reaching out to your state legislators to express concern slash ask about the plans to increase security for our communities means so much more than you think. Before I wrap up, let's also talk about how disappointing but not surprising is that a lot of weirdos who are obsessed with our food, culture, shows, movies, music, and our women are real quiet right now. For those of you who hear that and go, what am I supposed to do, I roll, please refer back to when I gave a hefty list of things you can do that are absolutely within your reach and take two minutes. I think it's extremely important to everyone, especially white people, to have these conversations with people in their lives and not just about this tragedy but about violence against any bipoc anyway i am sorry that was such a long email rascal rocks for his psa about this and obviously the pod host should feel free to discuss it and talk about anything disagrees with anything they disagree with your dad's girlfriend out wow jen um first of all i i don't think there's anything in here i disagree with i mean mm-hmm. i i think there's a little bit of um the only thing, and, and 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 the only reason I would say this is to point out one negative thing that I don't agree with. I think there's a little bit of a disconnect between not wanting police to be have an additional presence and wanting more protection for your communities, because unfortunately that's just how we protect communities in this country. Is, you know, I mean, I, I know there's other ways, and 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 you know, neighborhood watch, and certainly that's an option that we should be looking into. But um, I, I I do understand that the police have a presence, uh, or sorry, a history of of crimes against almost every uh every race you know except for white people and as a white male uh you know i i completely understand and, and i'm open to everything you have to say here um i think for me my eyes have been open to this recently uh more so in the last like four or five years 
but at this point it's almost a joke i mean it, it almost feels like a sad terrible joke of uh you know at this point i really hope that we are in the matrix and that this is a a, a poor code in in whatever the program is it's running because um it's kind of obvious and blatant and when the the police chief says it was guy's bad day and he's a sex addict well comes out that the, that same police chief has a bunch of anti-Asian stuff on his Facebook page and has made all sorts of Asian, uh, you know, coronavirus, Chinese flu jokes on his Facebook page. It's impossible to say that's not racially motivated. And I agree 100%. And that's why I said something on cast. And I'm sorry if it came off. Uh, I was pretty drunk, but uh, I heard Shanghai and I immediately got angry and, and I wanted to say something. So um, I, I yeah. don't know how much more I can add to that. Slappy, you know, please... I think yeah, be well, I, you know, th that was, you know, there's a lot to respond to there. And, and so, you know, I can't respond to every, there's nothing I disagree with in there. Um, you know, we, we don't usually get this real on the pod, but, but honestly, Jen is her name, right? Yep. Yeah. I only know her as your dad's GF and we, you know, make silly jokes to each other on Twitch. That's been the extent of our relationship until now, but thank you for, for that. Um, uh, it's been, you know, uh, uh, it's a horrible, horrible thing. And, um, it's r really an old, it, like the, a horrible, senseless tragedy thoughts and prayers is really worn out trope and doesn't do shit anymore. And so bringing things like this to light and and asking people to have these conversations around these things is really important um and so thank you for writing in and saying that um my life partner is uh, an asian woman and um and she has had a really tough week um and so i've seen like firsthand how like this isn't just some senseless uh tragedy that is like far away from us even though it is literally physically far away from us this has a national effect on women who feel like they don't matter and every time they feel empowered they are once again reminded by the media and the government and the uh police and the people in charge that uh quite in fact um, they are not empowered and they they don't have agency and their bodies don't matter and it's exhausting and you know i'm saying this just watching from the i am also a white man you know i i, I can't begin to imagine uh what it must be like to to sit inside of this in the way that you are forced to and so i'm sorry and um and thank you for bringing this to light and and yes all you know 98 <laughs> percent of us here in the photo are white men and fucking have the conversations get difficult get deep all of us all of you I, i'm being really real right now sit inside yourselves have the conversation i'm not saying you're evil i'm not saying you're a murderer i'm not saying that you're you don't think this guy is evil but like we we need to do more we need to do more than just not be the bad guy. We need to we need to step up and fucking call out the bad guy. We need to be loud. Two more things before we move on to the next email. Uh, one, I think we don't want to be, you know, just because Slavi and I agree with this. If you don't, please write in and tell us how you feel. But uh, you're going to be wrong. Uh, but two... <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, please. I mean, tell me how you tell me how wrong you are, but I want to hear it. I mean, and that's there. You may have a valid point here that that maybe isn't being seen, uh, but I don't think so. But maybe if you do, please write in. Uh, and secondly, uh, just to highlight again some stuff Jen said, you know, uh, that you can do if if you hear this and you want to do something, if you're motivated to do something. She really was uh, great at pointing out you can educate yourself and others, which is what we're trying to do with this this uh, email. Uh, having these conversations, donating to mutual aid funds checking on your Asian American and Pacific Islander friends to let them know you're an ally and reaching out to your state legislators to express concern and ask about their plans to increase security for Asian communities. So that's a list of things there you can do. Um, maybe we'll, we'll tweet out some links on the pod. We'll get with Jen and, and find some good links to tweet out on the podcast Twitter. This is really, I know it's, it's kind of a uh, different than what we usually do. And uh, that's okay because um, 
I think it's important for two white guys that have a podcast to talk about this. And I appreciate the opportunity that Jen gave us to do so. So yeah, thank you. Your dad's thank girlfriend. you so much, Jen. Uh, the next email is also from Jen. She says, addition to last email. So yeah, that was a lot, but I feel it's <laughs> people's responsibility to know this stuff. Anyway, anyone who cares and is curious can definitely reach out to me about which agencies aid Asian communities about police presence and literature about Asian history, feminism, and solidarity. So that's an answer to my point there that, that there's agencies that aid Asian communities without police presence. So I need to educate myself on that. But on a lighter note, I would like Rascal to recite these cupcake lyrics and he can and should play the audio of these lyrics too. <laughs> Matter of fact, just play that bit. Well, first of all, I can't play the, the audio because we'll get taken off of of, um, of Anchor slash everything. But I'll do my best, as I always do. Molly on the beat. Hump me, fuck me. Daddy better make me choke. You better. Hump me, fuck me. My tunnel loves the deep throat. It do. Lick, 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 lick. I lick it. I want to eat your dick. I do. But I can't fuck up my nails. I can't. So I'm going to pick it up with chopsticks. Mouth wide open, mouth wide open, mouth wide open like I was at the dentist. Mouth wide open, mouth wide open. Put it so deep I can't speak a sentence. Mouth wide open, ah, mouth wide open, ah, it's mouth wide open like I was at the dentist. Mouth wide open, ah, mouth wide open, ah, put it so deep I can't speak a sentence. My feet is in it. General, yeah. Explore this big word, mental. All right, that was it. Um, you know, that's pretty much sums up the podcast that we went from one of those emails to the other. Yeah, thank you once again, your dad's GF. <laughs> Finally, uh email from Mark Stevens entitled Fucking Bonus Points. You're a friendly backwards Canadian here. I know that no one pays attention to us peons in E-Division, but if you would just look, you would see an epic battle for first place in auto-promotion. The issue is the rules just may screw the person who played better this season from winning. The last two weeks, I have tortured Lib and the law to the tune of 11-1. and one. I felt bad doing it as they are the nicest guys. But Wizard wins four legs and get a shit tons of bonus points, and we stay even. Should be about leg wins and match wins. Fuck 180s and fewest starts. Weeks ago, Wizard said if he saw he was going to win due to bonus points, he would throw the legs. Here's your chance, Wizard, to show you're true to your word. Be the stand-up guy. I swear if I lose on bonus points, the rant that we receive next week, we fucking level. We next fucking level. The campaign for change will start using the voice of the people. The Photo Weekly Podcast. Cheers and fuck bonus points up the ass. Mark Stevens, a.k.a. Adnack. Uh, Mark, why don't you write in again and tell us how you really feel? <laughs> Just kidding. Hey, man, everyone has a chance at bonus points. The, you know, the answer to that is uh, score more of them. But looking at... Uh, you've scored seven, and he's scored ten, and you're up five points. So, you know, I mean, I think I think you're going to be fine. Just, just go into week nine and take care of business, but. Score big scores. Thank you guys so much for writing to the Photo Weekly Podcast. That was a doozy of a week, but uh, I'm glad we were able to do it all. And uh, if you'd like to write into the Photo Weekly Podcast, please do so at fodlweeklypodcast at gmail.com. That's fodlweeklypodcast at gmail.com. Around the league, who's on top and who's a power bottom? Game week eight, looking around the league. At the top of A, of course, is the Dragon, Kongraw. He's uh, got eight matches played heading into Judgment Week. It's not going to be Judgment Week for him because he's up 26 points on King Raj and has secured the first place in Fodal A. Looking next after him is, like I said, King Raj with left hand at 97, Nooch at 91, Surgeon at 79, DeGrubbs at 63, The Train at 57, Laser at 51, Dilly at 45, and Deadhead at 43. Slappy, Deadhead's still alive, very alive. He's playing he laser this week. Is. He's playing laser this week. So, uh, and who does Dilly have this week? I think Nooch. Let me look. I think I'm pretty sure it's Nooch. I mean, regardless. Yeah, Nooch Dilly. It's uh, oof, Deadhead. I mean, again, Dilly. I'm not rooting against you, but I am rooting for Deadhead, and in so. You know, ipso facto, I'm rooting against you. Deadhead, you got this. You're right there, baby. It's all coming to fruition. You're going to stay in A. I just knocked so much wood because I'm so hard about the idea of you staying in A. I don't know how I can, I'm not going to add anything else to that. We should move on to B. <laughs> okay. Here in Photo B, we've got sweats with a match in hand. 
the only one with a match in hand. Still in the top position at 114. Author behind him at 107. Bud the Chud right behind him at 104. Barboy at 100. And Repat at 97. Mood of moving out of the playoff position. We got Toaster at 91. And then there's a bit of a dip. Alpine behind him at 79. Tied with our guy, Red Rascal. Radar behind them at 74. Cali Kid at 58. And then the Jig down there at the bottom in the relegation position with... 49 and so sweats obviously in a very comfortable position and um the author through repat might uh repat and toaster might switch depending on how that uh game week 10 goes they're at 97 and 91 but um everyone else from uh toaster to to radar uh excuse me from alpine stranger red rascal radar you guys are all very comfortably in the uh, non-relegation situation. So it's the jig is going to have to do some major work to get out of there and get Cali Kid back down to the relegation spot. Not so fast, my friend. Because if you look at all of the math that's left to do, Rascal, all he needs to do is sweep sweats, right? That's easy. No problem. That's probably going to happen anyways. Oh. That's 18 points. And then all he needs is Barboy to beat Alpine one leg. And then all he needs after that is for Cali Kid to sweep Repat. And boom, Rascal's in the playoffs. Easy. Oh, oh my goodness. How did I not see that? I think I also might need one bonus point because I think Repat and I are, are tied where he beat me this season. So. All I need is one bonus point and a sweep of sweats, and I'm in the playoffs. Easy peasy. Uh, easy peasy. I, I can't believe I, uh, that my my stats work uh, didn't come through when I Well, it looks uh, like a bridge too far, steps. Slappy, and that's because it is. I apologize. <laughs> Top of C, we got rolling 20s with nine matches played, 115 points. Behind him is Doughboy with... Also, nine matches played at 105. Criminal at 97. DJ at 87. Hacksaw at 79. Then you got to drop off a little bit. Kilf and Lush at 73. Accountant and Pepe at 72. You got Madhouse, who's played all of his matches at 65. So he is technically at best in ninth. And then you got Fireman with a match in hand. Well, nine legs. Sorry, nine matches played. So a match in hand compared to Madhouse at 45. So if. If Fireman can somehow find a way to win 21 points, which would be, you know, all eight legs and five bonus points, he would jump Madhouse, assuming Madhouse doesn't have any pending bonus points. I mean, it's Easy. not impossible. Easy peasy. Easy peasy, beautiful cover girl. Easy breezy, easy peasy, easy squeezy. You said it best. I'm trying to see. I was trying to pull and see if Madhouse... Has any pending bonus points? No, he's got a, a buy in week 10 and week. Yeah, so there's no pending because week eight's already been posted. So all you need, uh, Duncan, is all eight legs uh, against Hacksaw and uh, five bonus points. So maybe just uh, drink that whole box of wine. Photo D, we got Outlander comfortably at number one in the promotion spot at 100. Unholy cannoli behind him, though, with a match in hand at 87. Triple T and Alki behind them tied at 85. Bit of a dip there with Scooter Magooch at 69. Corky at 65. Uh, Music City Madman behind him at 58. Darty South behind him at 57. Beef Easy at 52. Yours truly. In the playoff position at 46 and go cow at 39 in the relegation spot. Now, here's where I get salty is the last time I checked this, Beef Easy was at 48, and so magically he had four pending bonus points just magically appear. Uh, I happen to think that this is a fucking conspiracy that Beef Easy was the commissioner of the league's best man. And that I am being taken for a ride, and there are just sprinklings of bonus points being added to Beefeasy's score, and that I'm being pushed down to the bottom. That's, uh, we're going to the conspiracy corner. 
That's easy to do. Uh, I only see three beasts in two weeks, which should mean he might have had one bonus point and then got three, but because I think the floating game weeks finally got played. But uh, you know, uh, we'll we'll add it to the Rascals Conspiracy Corner. Yeah, long yeah, list. Yeah, we will. Put it at the top of the list for you, buddy. Moving it to the top of the list. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, we're we're, we're gonna bump that and uh, make that an immediate priority. Finally, at top of E, you got Adnak. You heard about him. He's pissed about bonus points. He's got eighty-seven points. Right behind him is Magic Wizard in the first playoff spot, eighty-two points. Cleaner, 65. Then you got Gaspacho. Gaspacho at 46. Wolverine at 42. Mac Attack at 41. The Law at 39. Liberty Fires at 36. And Dr. Feelgood at 32. So playoffs, uh, you know, there's a little bit of a race. Uh, Gaspacho at 46 has got Wolverine and Mac Attack and really even the Law right behind them. Uh, these guys are only playing nine weeks. So he's done. Hold on. I'm about to see these. God bless you. Oh, Gaspacho's uh, done at 46. So Wolverine only needs, you know, two, three legs to pop over him. Same for Mac. And Law needs uh, four or five legs. So still anyone's game to find out who ends up in that uh, last playoff spot. And that's really probably in all photo, the most exciting race that we're looking at this last judgment week is the E race. Uh, looking at uh, who's got who, the cleaner in the cleaner's got the law, and uh, let's see, Mac Attack's got Magic Wizard, and Doctor Feelgood has Wolverine. So, or well, sorry, Wolverine has Doctor Feelgood. So, really, any of those guys, none of nobody's really playing each other. Those people that are in the the hunt for the last playoff spot. Um, so, those guys really have to to scoreboard watch and. and do the best they can. I'd say out of those guys, uh, you know, Magic Wizards have been throwing really well this season. And Mac Attack's got them, so that's a tough, tough draw for Mac Attack. Wolverine's mm-hmm. got Dr. Feelgood, which is a favorable draw. And Law's got Cleaner, which is which is not so uh good. So if I'm gonna bet on Wolverine, Mac or the Law, I think I'm going Wolverine. Yeah, I mean I I think that's a safe bet. My heart's with I mean, the law, obviously. But. Obviously. I mean, we love you, the law. But that doesn't mean we're putting our money on you. Who you got? Who will win? Who will lose? Slappy Pappy and Red Rascal Twos. After week eight and who you got, uh, you know, it's been a, a pretty exciting few last few weeks. Rascal's been trying to come back from... Uh, the powerhouse that is Slappy when it comes to predicting matches. One match I'm still so has smart. been played. You're so smart. You're the smartest guy I know when it comes to predicting photo matches. Uh, way smarter than anyone in the PSSS. Yeah, I said it right in. Talk some shit. Ding-a-ling-a-ling-ding. The only match that wasn't played last week was Darty South versus Beef. We had a couple other matches that were caught up. You don't really need to know them all, but just know that so far this season, uh, after this week, Flappy's up 62 to 52 on Rascal. So Rascal's going to need one hell of a week nine. Uh, looking at week eight specifically, Rascal got, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five right. Nope, sorry, six right. Six out of 10 right with two correct. And, uh, well, I guess six out of nine because the 10th the hasn't been played yet. And Slappy got four right out of 10 or out of nine with uh, only two right. So uh, a little bit of ground made up this week. I think it's a little, little too little too late. But looking ahead to week nine, starting down in E, Rascal, Cleaner versus Law, who you got? Uh, I think Cleaner's hit his uh, Rascal bump, and I'm going Cleaner 5-1. I, uh, I too think he's hit his bump, and I'm going to go even farther as to say uh, Cleaner, clean sweep. Moving on, uh, Magic Wizard versus Mac Attack. Slappy, who you got? Go Magic Wizard 5-1. You know, at this point, I've really got to try to distance myself from you so I can't be making the same as you. Although I guess I do kind of make up ground if I get bonus point if I get two right and you don't. I'm going Magic Wizard 4-2. I think Mac okay. gets two legs. 
Yeah. Slappy. Uh, oh, by the way, um, I got called <laughs> out by the, the surgeon for not having any of our matches in who you got. Um, apparently, it's it's good podcasting. So uh, this, this final week, both of our matches are going to be in here. And, uh, you know, we'll have to see uh, how, you, how we feel about that. So uh, Rascal's up. Slappy versus Darty, who you got? Listen, I'm saying this because it's going to happen. Darty's going to win six. No, no I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'm going Slappy. You guys play what? Four legs? Seven legs? Seven. Yeah, we play five four legs. To two. Five <laughs> to two. Slappy five to two. That's going to happen. The, the right. Robin Loxley's are going to carry you, bro. I am going to um, cast curse and i'm gonna go darty seven nothing moving down or saying in in uh d uh go cow versus uncle quirky who you got who you got i'm going uncle quirky five to two all right i think uh i think go-kart makes a uh run for it and uh he runs to the border and not the Canadian American border, but the Mexican border. He goes to go to Taco Bell and he's going to get food poisoning. I'm going Uncle Courtney seven zero, and and the Taco Bell is what he gets at. Uh... Well, I just meant run to the border, like dong. Moving to photo C, you got DJ versus the Lush Slappy. Who ya got? Who ya got? Uh, ooh, doggy. I'm going four four tie. You son of a bitch. You know I that know. I've hit that DJ tie for four, like four times I this season. Stole it right out from under you. Uh, I'm going I'm going DJ 5-3. All right. Uh Rascal Krim versus Doughboy. Who ya got? I'm going hashtag team big body Krim 5-3. Mm. Like it, love it. Going the other way. I'm gonna go Doughboy 5-3. All right, Slappy. Rascal versus Sweats. Who y'all got? I am going. I think you're going to make a showing. I do. Sweats is. I'm going Rascal 5 4. I'm doing it. Oh, yeah, baby. Uh, I'm going Rascal 9 0. Easy. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh Rascal's up. Author versus Toaster. Who you got? I think Toaster is going to make Author lose his bid at the perfect season. I think Toaster's gonna win. He gotta win five four. <clears throat> I mean, I made very clear last week that I will not go against the offer, so I'm going offer five four. Slappy Nooch versus Dilly. Who ya got? I'm going Nooch seven two. Um, I think Dilly needs it. I think he needs it bad. I'm going Dilly 5-4. You hate Deadhead Darter. That's all I'm hearing. No, I love Deadhead. And that's why oh. uh, Deadhead versus Laser, I'm going Deadhead 8-1. <laughs> all right. Uh, if Deadhead wins 8-1, he's, he's over Laser. I'll go Deadhead 7-2. Deadhead 7-2. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for Who You Got and the podcast this week. If you'd like to write in, please do so. podcast at gmail.com. As always, I'm your host, Red Rascal. And I'm Slappy Pappy. Normally, this is where I would get quiet-voiced and goofy and make some silly statement to one of you. But um, instead, uh, this week, I'm going to go ahead and uh, reiterate what our friend, your dad's girlfriend, has uh, asked for us, so um, educate yourself and others. Have the difficult conversations. Donate to mutual aid funds. Check on your Asian American and Pacific Islander friends to let them know you're an ally and reach out to your state legislators to express concern and ask about their plans to increase security for our community. It means so much more than you think. You guys are the best. You've been listening to the Photo Weekly. Tune in to Darts Night on Twitch every Monday through Thursday on twitch.tv forward slash FO Dart League. 
opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the casters and are not representative of the photo. The Photo Weekly is in no way affiliated with the photo, and we are unsure if it is trademarked or copyrighted. Any and all questions should be directed to the law. See you later. Uh, uh, uh.